Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative, conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. You're listening on cooperativeradio.com, and I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. So, what are we talking about this evening? Well, we start the show with a founding father's quote. It is Yom Kippur today. We will review. And medical madness, what's up with our schools, and the most obscure founding father ever, if we get to it. Uh, ever, huh? I can't wait to say. Yeah, because you did the Patriots Pub. I'm dying to see if you know who this man is. Because if we don't get to it, we're doing it tomorrow. We'll see. Founding Father's quote from Liberty Quotes. And I still feel like crap, so excuse me. But I am here. The flames kindled on the 4th of July, 1776, have spread over too much of the globe to be extinguished by the feeble engines of despotism. On the contrary, they will consume those engines and all who work them. Thomas Jefferson. Now, come on, that one's self-explanatory. And it did start consuming them all. But, uh, I don't know, some serfs don't know how to not be serfs. Got a bunch of them in this country. Okay, Yom Kippur from Jewish Virtual Library. The origins of Yom Kippur are unclear. It is not mentioned in the list of holidays to be observed when the temple destroyed by the Babylonians was rebuilt. Zechariah omits Yom Kippur from the fast days Jews are to follow after they returned from captivity. And Ezra says nothing about it in his instructions on preparing for Sukkot. Ilan Gilad argues that the biblical references to the Day of Atonement, Numbers 29, 7 through 11, and Leviticus 16, 1 through 34, 23, 26 32, were inserted by priests during the Second Temple period to validate new rites added to purify the Temple in advance of Sukkot. He also posits that Yom Kippur may have been inspired by Akatu, a Babylonian festival marking the beginning of the new year, which was, has several similarities to the Jewish holiday. The fifth day of Akitu was the only day the king entered the sanctuary of the Babylonian temple. Similarly, the Day of Atonement was the only time the high priest of the Israelites would enter the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. 
The Babylonian king would tell his deity that he had not sinned. By contrast, the Jewish priests would confess the sins of the Israelites over the head of a live goat. The animal would then be sent away into the wilderness. Leviticus 16.21 This type of ritual performed by Jews and others gave rise to the term scapegoat. There's a little trivia for you. Fasting is the practice most associated with Yom Kippur, but the Bible does not explicitly call for Jews to refrain from eating or drinking. The phrase, ye shall afflict your souls, is used, which is interpreted to mean fasting because that is the meaning elsewhere. Yom Kippur is one of the most important holidays of the Jewish year. Many Jews who do not observe any other Jewish custom will refrain from work, fast, and or attend synagogue services on this day. Yom Kippur occurs on the 10th day of Tishri. The name Yom Kippur means Day of Atonement, and it is a day set aside to afflict the soul, to atone for the sins of the past year. During the days of awe, God inscribes all of our names in either the book of life or death. On Yom Kippur, the judgment entered in these books is sealed. Yom Kippur atones only for sins between man and God, not for sins against another person. To atone for sins against another person, you must first seek reconciliation with that person, righting the wrongs you committed against them if possible. On the eve of Yom Kippur, some religious Jews practice a ritual known as Kapara. Yom Kippur is a Sabbath day. No work can be performed on the day of Yom Kippur. During the holiday, Jews fast for approximately 24 hours, from sundown to sundown. In addition to dietary restriction, he, typo, the Talmud, also specifies additional restrictions that are less well known. Washing and bathing, anointing one's body with cosmetic deodorants, etc. Wearing leather shoes. Orthodox Jews routinely wear canvas sneakers under their dress clothes on Yom Kippur. And engaging in sexual relations are all prohibited on Yom Kippur. As always, any of these restrictions can be lifted where a threat to life or health is involved. In fact, children at the age of nine and women in childbirth, from the time labor begins until three days after birth, are not permitted to fast, even if they want to. Older children and women from the third to the seventh day after childbirth are permitted to fast, but are permitted to break the fast if they feel the need to do so. People with other illnesses should consult a physician and or rabbi for advice. Most of the holidays spent in the synagogue in prayer. In Orthodox synagogues, service begins early in the morning, 8 or 9 a.m., and continues until about 3 p.m. More religious people then usually go home for an afternoon nap and return around 5 or 6 p.m. for the afternoon and evening services, which continue until nightfall. The services end at nightfall with the blowing of the Takia Gedula, a long blast on the shofar. It is customary to wear white on the holiday, which symbolizes purity, and calls to mind the promise that our sins shall be made as white as snow. 
Isaiah 118. Some people wear a kittle, the white robe in which the dead are buried. Yeah, that's I've seen I've seen them wear that actually in New York City. Uh, ex New York City paramedic. Anyway, um Med Medkeel Madness Susan uh, and she's not ready for anything. Uh, well, while I'm waiting for her to return to the studio to push the button and do her job, I'll just have to sit here and stretch. At least load the damn sound file up before you walk out the door. How many times have I said keep your keep your decks full? I didn't uh, know you would go through it too fast, number one and number that's two. That's not fast at all. And I wanted it. to bring up something before you moved along. What, why did it just say connect, connect? A little thing just came down and said connection established, and I looked at that. That was fine. Don't worry about it, Susan. Just move okay. along. Um, I, this is this is like Christmas for Christians, right? No. That they only go once a year? Well, no. <laughs> Catholics. I never said Christians. Okay, Catholics. Catholics. So most of the majority of Catholics in New York would go to Ash Wednesday, they go to Christmas, and they go to Easter. And that's it. And on those days, standing room only in the church. Every other day, it's empty. Except for you when you used to go daily. Me and maybe one or two other people would come here and there. I was there every day. What would the priest do? Just preach to you? Yeah. <laughs> if there was nobody there, I guess he'd go away. Well, you know, and everybody is talking about uh, people that they know that I'm listening to talk radio today that they know that they're not there because they're Yom Kippur. I mean, there was like five different people saying this one's not here because of Yom Kippur. This one's not here because of Yom Kippur because they're all celebrating it. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up. And the sukkah was... seems po popular, which is part of Yom Kippur. Well, Yom Kippur is part of the whole holiday. Well, last week, this day, it was Rosh Hashanah. <sighs> we reported on that. Uh, and Rosh that, Yeah. It was last week. I don't even remember what that means anymore. My head is all clogged up. All right. Well, then I'll push the button while you unfog. <laughs> Greetings, comrade! And what would you do for Obamacare? Huh? Yes, you! Would you talk your mother into taking these federally subsidized pills in place of her upcoming bypass surgery? Sure! Hey, Ma! I got great news! You don't gotta go to the hospital after all! Just take these here pills and you'll be better in no time! What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade! What would you do for Obamacare? Eh, beats me. Would you leave your children hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? Mm, yeah, why not? Hi, sign here. And here. And here. What would you do for Obamacare? 
ratings go left, what would you do for Obamacare? Comrade, would you publicly denounce the Republican Party and all it stands for? What? Would you agree to be bussed at government expense to a protest rally in front of Rush Nimbaugh's home and walk around waving a sign that says Rush to Fascism? You're kidding me, right? Would you be willing to dress up like Hitler and attend the next taxpayer tea party in your area? Mister, if you don't walk away from me right now, I'm gonna beat the shit. Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Me? Well, hell, I'd do just about anything. Would you tear up the U.S. Constitution? You bet I would. Here you go. Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Obamacare? Would you agree to donate your organs to medical science at the moment of your death? Uh, well, sure, I mean, if it might help save lives, I... What would you do for Okay, thank you, Dark Prince, D-R-C-P-Y-R-N-C-E. And of course, that means it's time for Med- Keel Madness. I didn't see it. I'm just reading it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, for some reason, the spell checker didn't underline it. No, it didn't. But you got to slow down. All right, from the insider. Ugh. Give me a second. Oh. <clears throat> the U.S. healthcare system is suffering from a doctor shortage. It's been suffering from a doctor shortage for years. I've been telling everybody that. Nobody listens. Of course, primary care physicians are often hit the hardest, posing a huge problem as the country's population grows and ages. According to a recent report by United Health Group, 44 million U.S. residents leave in a country with a primary care physician shortage. That's 13% of the national population, with residents living in rural areas five times more likely to be impacted by the shortage. Oh, yeah, I had a prog doctor once tell me that the us veterans should be, uh, should did like California, that Canada did and put us on Medicare. Uh, last time I checked, getting old gets you Medicare. Being a veteran is a little bit more than just getting old. Uh, uh, but this is commie lad. You know, that idiot thinks that, well, that he wants a government health care system. He's too stupid to realize he's going to squat once the government takes over. There's no money to be made in the government medicine. There's no government. No. I've been in New York City hospitals. Ugh. Doctors are useless. Half of them are drunk while they're at work. But eh, that's all right. Let, let's all stick with democratic socialism. The new the new thing being tossed around every five seconds. Uh, it is not made up, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they called what goes what goes on in Europe, democratic socialism. They didn't make up the word. Europe did. But whatever rate, it's socialism. No matter what you call it, it's still socialism. Remember, Hitler was elected. Saddam Hussein was elected. The Venezuelan guy was elected, Chavez. They were all elected before they took over. There's more. I'm just giving you the most obvious examples. Uh, 
Anyway, um, part of the problem arises from the medical school pipeline. There are simply not enough medical students choosing to go into primary care. It's because there's no money in primary care, and it's a lot of work to fill out all the paperwork. Most people in primary care over the years, as I paid attention, have closed their doors and moved to the hospital because they just can't afford to have a private practice anymore. It just not, it's just too much. I mean, heck, my, my chiropractor in the uh, 90s, he was talking about closing his doors. He said, you know, I have, I have five people I have to pay just to do the paperwork for all the insurance companies. That's five salaries, five workman's comp, five social security. Medical benefits. I don't think he gave medical benefits. It's a chiropractor and a doctor's office. Anyway, um, it, could, it could include that, and it would include that under Obamacare, of course. If you have X amount of people working for you, you have to pay for the health care. Hence why so many people got laid off. So many other people got ended up on part-time work. All because of the stupid mandate of Obamacare. Which has fi- which has been removed. Thank you. Everyone thinks nothing's been done. Donald Trump removed that. He removed the penalty too. If you don't have insurance, you don't have to pay a penalty anymore. Just ridiculous, really. Um, it's just like uh, large animal vets. All the kids are going into poodle clipper land because. It's just easier. They don't. Have, they have regular doctor's office hours. They work in controlled situations. Uh, you know, large vet. You you have to go to the ranch. You have you be on call twenty four seven. It's a it's a tough job, and you don't and you don't charge as much. Believe it or not, they charge more for poodle clippers than they do for large animal vets, which seems more important to me. But the the thing is, and the thing is with pets is. We'll do anything for our pets. We'll pay for thousands of dollars worth of surgery. No. The people are in it for money that have livestock, they can't afford to do that. So you can't charge that. And so he was explaining to me, there's nobody to take over. He was He's getting ready to retire, and there's nobody to take over his place. Now he doesn't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know what's going to happen, but... This is a, it's a trend. They want to go into the easy jobs. They don't want a hard job. They don't want an exciting job. They just want to make lots of money and go home. So the same is happening now with medical school graduates. They don't want to go into primary care, which is what I did want to go into if I was going to go to medical school. Uh, in fact, I wanted to live in a rural place where they, you know, just provide me a house and, you know, give me eggs and chickens and pigs instead of payment if they didn't have the money uh that's what i wanted to do but then i found out how much it was going to cost to be a doctor and i went um i can't do i won't be able to pay this off i I can't do what i want to do plus all the doctors telling me i'm crazy to even think about it because of all the government control over the healthcare system at that time that was the 90s Mm mm-hmm now it's Gestapo land. Oh, yeah. Well, Susan knows she wrote a whole novel. <laughs> Why'd you tell him about that? Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life altering journey across North America. Available at Amazon.com. Just do a search for Susan Francis Bonner. That's Francis with an E. Bonner. And if there's any print books, they're illegal and copyright infringements. Yep. Do not buy them. The only way it's available is through ebooks. Anything else, 
is copyright infringement. Yeah, they my contract is up with them. They got rid of all that. They got rid of the plates and everything. Yeah. Um, you can't lean back and talk quiet. Sorry. If you want to lean back, you got to project. Just look at the little lights. I swear this this mixing board is a pain in the backside too because it's like one little move makes a huge amount of difference on the on the VU meter. Uh and I tend to spike it red a lot. But that's just because I have a big mouth. It's because you have a deep voice, Brian. <laughs> Actually, when I when I go higher, it gets louder. <laughs> well, at least if I'm singing, not when I'm talking. Um, anyway, where was I? Um, in 2017, only 17% of medical school graduates chose a primary care residency program. Although the amount of practicing primary care physicians is expected to increase by 6% in the next several years, the estimated shortage could still grow from 18,000 to 49,000 in 2030. United Health Group's report states that there are two possible ways to expand primary care capacity and access. The first is to empower and expand practices by advanced practice clinicians who are part of the primary care workforce and allow them to practice independently. These clinicians include nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, and certified nurse midwives. Nurse practitioners, are there are currently 204,000 practicing primary care, and they can diagnose and treat health conditions as well as advise on disease prevention and health management. In the U.S., 28 states limit nurse practitioners from practicing primary care without the supervision of a physician. But if they were allowed to practice independently, the primary care shortage could be reduced from 44 million to fewer than 13 million. Plus, these clinicians are more likely to practice in underserved areas and take on new patients. Physician's assistant, that's what I was going to be, and then worked my way through medical school. There are currently 33,000 practicing primary care. They can diagnose and treat illness, develop and manage treatment plans, and prescribe medications. Yes, and like paramedics, uh, they're much more useful in the ER than nurses and a lot cheaper. So I advise nurses, uh, you shouldn't hire nurses for the ER. You should let paramedics do it. That's what we do best, emergency care. You gotta be careful. I had to teach doctors advanced cardiac life support. You did. The lowly paramedic. You really did. Oh, I really did. Yeah. Boy, they really resented it. But my doctor, who was, uh, when you're paramedic in New York City, uh, you have a like a, a doctor that sees over X amount of paramedics, and you get together once a month or once a week. I can't even remember anymore. And she asked me afterwards, please, would you help me? These these doctors all failed. They said, Lou, they got, they got to pass this uh, this next time through or they're out. And I'm like, well, what's in it for me? She's like, my undying gratitude, Brian. I'm like, oh, great. That'll go well at McDonald's. My doctor gave me, un can you take this as payment? <laughs> I did it anyway. Uh, I loved ACLU. I ate it up. I used to practice every day at a computer program. I practiced running codes every single day, including running chems, tests, everything the doctor does. Uh, I knew how to do it. Down pat, cold. And it's amazing how many emergency physicians did not know what they were doing. 
Even the ones that passed ACLU didn't know what they were doing. I mean, if you can't figure out VFIB, you're in trouble. It's <laughs> the easiest thing in the world. Uh, calling VFIB asystole is not good. Asystole is flatline. All right. And, oh, VFIB is squiggly lines. In fact, we scored lots of squiggly lines. All right, so uh, I, I think they should, if they we're having a shortage, you know, it just makes sense that all these things get taken care of because, the, you know, nurse practitioners do a good job. I had a couple nurse practitioners. One was a jackass. One was okay. But, you know, that's people. Uh, physician assistants, I met a few. They, they seem very professional. And uh, nurse midwives should just be a given. Midwives should just be everywhere because they're just so much better than going to the hospital and have a doctor shove you full of drugs so you hurry up your pregnancy so you can get to their tee-off time. And yes, I had to do my rotations in hospitals. I had to do OBGYN. I hated it. I stayed, in the, I stayed in, the, in the rec room and constantly was studying until one female doctor figured out that I, I hadn't delivered any babies. So <laughs> she t- made it a point that she, I was going to deliver her next, the next baby she had to do. And sure enough, she dragged me into the dang room. And exactly why I don't like doing this happened. My shoes were covered in amniotic fluid and blood. Yay. Uh, just uh, Sorry, I don't find the experience beautiful at all. Uh, so uh, I, She made me do two, and that's all I was doing, and that's it. Otherwise, she wasn't going to sign my little paper so I could go back and not have to do any more of this. Anyway, we're going to go for a break. It's Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio. America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-245-1375. 800-245-1375. 
800-245-1375. Call right now. That number again is 800-245-1375. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. 800-377-1456. That's 800-377-1456. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 
This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Show all I have of one. Ugh. All right, back to the nurse practitioners, the physicians' assistants. <clears throat> so there are thir- there are currently thirty three thousand practicing primary care. They could diagnose and treat illness, develop and manage treatment plans, and prescribe medications. Certified nurse midwives. There are currently twelve thousand practicing primary care, certified to provide many services catering to women's health. They can give assessments, diagnoses, treatments, prenatal care, and help during labor and delivery. They can also improve and extend access, especially for women in rural and inner city areas. Another way to increase primary care capacity and access to care outside of major hospital systems is through urgent care centers, retail health clinics, and in-home clinical visits. Do you know how old the profession of being a midwife is? It's ancient. I don't know when it started to. Well, when we did the Women of the Revolution, we did a a segment on midwives, but I'd have to look it up. (laughs) It goes way further back. Way, 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 way. Originally, men didn't deliver babies. Nope. Urgent care centers equipped to treat a broad range of low, medium, severity illnesses and injuries that require immediate care. There are currently 7,400 centers that are visited by 111 million patients each year. Retail clinics, they treat a narrower range of low-severity conditions and are often visited when physicians' offices are closed. There are currently 1,800 clinics that are visited by 10 million patients each year. Okay, CVS is going to become one of those retail clinics. They already are. Well, Just not here. Not here. Uh, but they are across the country. That's old. Yeah, it just happened this year, though. It just happened this year for Montana. CVS has been involved in it for years now. No. Yes, because I reported on it years ago. They're... Actually having a clinic in a CVS? That's right. I thought they got rid of it because of Obamacare. Now they brought it back. I don't know if they got rid of it. Because I, I did read Why would some... they get rid of it for because of Obamacare? They still need to go to see a doctor. Because it was not prop, not properly put in into the stupid bill. Well, then it wouldn't still be there because uh, Obamacare still exists. Yeah, but they got rid of a lot of stuff and they opened it up. They didn't get rid of that. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Well, I told you what they got rid of that was important. It was the it was the mandate. Other than that, they wouldn't repeal Obamacare. I mean, it, it, the famous jackass senator... Uh, McCain, with his thumbs down, with his dame-ramaged brain, he was vindictive, and he, I don't see, the the way he talked about it later on was like it was no big, you were, you were vindictive, you look like an evil troll, you enjoyed doing that, 
sticking it to Donald Trump. Well, you stuck it to us, you jackass. That's why I never liked McCain. He's a piece of crap prog. And anyone talks to me about his damn medical, his, uh, his veteran's status, forget about it. The man was a nightmare. Should have never been allowed in the military to begin with. Certainly not flying planes. That was so funny. Because Maybe he should have worked on planes. There was a lot of people actually called in. Um, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I did not, and neither did Brian, have our TV even anywhere remotely turned to that man's whatever crap they did. It was it was a nightmare. Four days of them like f- loving the oh, man, hugging. I, I was just like, are you kidding me? Get over it already. Yeah, and everything they said was lies. And what was the, the what was our uh, Supreme Court justice? They didn't do any of this for the him that died. I that was mur- that was murdered. I didn't pay attention. No. any more than you did, I guess. I think he stayed in it. He did. I think he, that one did it too low. This is. Uh, I'll have to see the recording. Anyway, um, you would think that this guy was the god, McCain. The way they flubbered all over McCain him. McCain was an evil piece of crap. That really pissed me off. It's like, enough already, His people. military career was a complete disaster. And guess what? Yeah, I know he's dead. He's still going to get it because he should be rotten in hell somewhere. He he probably is. <sighs> Certainly purgatory, if no place else. Because, and uh, I'm glad. People... Not atoning for killing all those people on the deck of a an aircraft carrier comes to mind. That's, that's That sin still sits on his soul. He's never owned up to it. Neither He's has never, the military. He never owed up to anything. He neither did ha- and neither has the military, Brian. It's not the military. It's the Navy. And and how are they going to? The, he had two admirals in his family at the same time that were in the Navy. Two admirals. How do you think he got to be a pilot to begin with? He never would have got through pilot school. The man launched a, a missile from his freaking plane on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Blew the whole thing, blew the whole deck up, killed a lot of people while while he jumped out and ran downstairs to watch it on the monitor. While other people died for his mistake. Yeah, that's great. So he's a wonderful pilot. Oh wait, he got shot out of the air. Well, people get shot. At. Yeah, well he blew up the deck. Then he got shot out of the air. Then he got captured. Then he gave them everything he wanted. He was not tortured. He got his injuries in the crash. Not, and yet, he gave them a video saying they did all these atrocities and nobody talks about it. From what I understood, he was, he was the first or maybe the only one who broke. I don't think you could call that broke. I think it's just, like, not very hard. <laughs> how, hard is, how hard was it to get him to do that? Obviously not. Not hard at all. All right, enough with him. We're giving him you too much. You brought it up. I know we're giving him too I, much airtime. I've air hated time. this man for decades, so I can really <laughs> care less. <laughs> we're giving him too much airtime. <laughs> too much hair time. From Metro Co. UK, uh, a new report has failed to find a link between high levels of bad cholesterol and heart disease. <gasps> Say it isn't so. How many arguments do I have to get in with doctors that said there is no link, provable link between cholesterol? And heart disease. As a matter of fact, you need cholesterol. Cholesterol is good for your arteries, not bad for your arteries. I do the heart inside and out. Nobody, nobody could outdo me. Nobody, not even cardiologists could stand up. They tried. 
They couldn't answer a simple question that I figured out myself. Anyway, the study was led by 17 doctors from across the world, urged clinicians to stop using statins as a preventative measure as a result. The use of the drug has always been highly contentious, with physicians disagreeing about its effectiveness when treating heart disease. Really not my doctor. My doctor wanted me on it, and that was that. And I said, I ain't doing statins. And I don't care what my cholesterol is. We suggest clinicians uh, should abandon the use of statins and PCSK9 inhibitors. The medics, which included doctors from the UK, wrote in the study. They came to the conclusion that high bad cholesterol levels did not mean it was definite, definite that someone would get heart disease after looking at data from 1.3 million patients. At the moment, millions of people in the UK use statins as a way of lowering bad cholesterol levels, a.k.a. LDLC levels. Bad cholesterol levels lead to arteries becoming clogged by fat. No, they no, it's wrong. It doesn't. The doctors did agree statins were useful for those who had already suffered a heart attack. The National Health Service cardiologist, Dr. Asim Malhutra, was not involved in the report, but looked at it after it was published. She told Mail Online, having reviewed the totality of the evidence, in my view, the only people that should be offered statins are those with established heart disease risk. For everyone else, the tens of millions taking the drug worldwide who don't fall into these categories, they should know statins won't help them live any, not one day longer. The report appears in an expert review of clinical pharmacology. I got I get arguments with doctors all the time when I put me on all these drugs and I'm like no I'm not taking that. You, you know the the biologics they want to put me on for my disease. They have serious side effects. It like chemotherapy side effects. And these people just oh, you should just do it. No, I shouldn't. Thank you anyway. I treat myself. I'll take advice from a doctor, but I decide what I'm going to take. And if I have a decent doctor who's willing to work with me, I work on experimentation with medications to get the right dosage, and blah, blah, blah. This new doctor, she won't work with me at all. She's just an idiot. She's afraid of losing her license to do anything. I'm like, you know, if I had done my job like that, there'd be a lot of dead people in the world. Well, in New York City. <sighs> All right, from Forbes, a new study from Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health finds that kids and teens who are raised with religious or spiritual practices tend to have better health and mental health as they age. But not to worry if you're not a service attender. The research published last week in the American Journal of Epidemiology finds that people who prayed or meditated on their own time also reaped similar benefits, including lower risk of substance abuse and depression later on. The team looked at data from 5,000 people taking part in the Long-Term Nurses Health Study 2 and its next generation, Growing Up Today Study, GUTS. They were interested in whether the frequency with which a child-slash-teen 
attended religious services with their parents or prayed slash meditated on their own was correlated with their health and mental health as they grew into their 20s. The young people were followed for anywhere from 8 to 14 years. It turned out that those who attended religious services at least once a week as children or teens were about 18% more likely to report being happier in their 20s than those who never attended services. They were also almost 30% more likely to do volunteer work and 33% less likely to use drugs in their 20s as well. But what was interesting was that it wasn't just about how much a person went to services, but it was at least as much about how much they prayed or meditated in their own time. Those who prayed or meditated every day also had more life satisfaction, were better able to process emotions, and were more forgiving compared to those who never prayed slash meditated. They were also less likely to have sex at an earlier age and to have a sexually transmitted infection. These findings are important for both our understanding of health and our understanding of parenting practices, said study author Ying Chang. Many children are raised religiously, and our study shows that this can powerfully affect their health behaviors, mental health, and overall happiness and well-being. But they're not telling us why. Because they're believing in a higher power than themselves. You're, you're making assumptions. But belief in God, we keep saying, is belief in a higher power than themselves. But you must read the study before having an opinion. Previous studies have suggested similar connections, for instance, that people who are more religious are often happier, and that people who believe in something greater than themselves are more resilient to stress. Other work has shown that in meditation and in prayer, the me centers of the brain, those that are active when you are thinking self-referential, Worry-based thoughts quiet down, and areas involved in perceiving the external world as other also deactivate. This might suggest that at least one way in which religion slash spirituality benefits mental health is to reduce our tendency to think about ourselves, and at the same time, dissolve our sense of separateness. See? I know you already read the stupid thing, Susan, but you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to go ahead of the story. And as most people know, there's also a huge body of research showing what meditation itself does for the brain and for mental health, from reducing symptoms of depression to increasing attention and creativity. Additionally, other research has shown that experiencing awe, spending time in nature, and spending time in silence are all linked to greater happiness and well-being through mechanisms that are very likely related to those in the current study. You read this, and yet you don't point out that I constantly tell you everywhere you go you have to have noise. You keep asking me why I'm sitting in silence. I grew up with noise in a noisy house and a noisy, noisy, noisy. I'm telling you what they have. You wanted to talk about this? This is what they found, Period. Spending time in nature, which you don't. Spending time in silence, which you don't. All linked to greater happiness and well-being. Through mechanisms that are very likely related to those in the current study. Well, if you do all this, then why are you always so angry? Because I'm chronically ill and in pain all the time, and, 
and that makes uh, for a very, very hair trigger. I mean, you're even. We, I got you not to yell at the TV. Now you're yelling at the radio. <laughs> not when, <laughs> not when I'm sitting in silence. Susan. I know. And every time you hear somebody, you just say, you always say, "No, that's not how it is." Well, it's not. <laughs> One drawback is the new study was that although it tried to control for socioeconomic status and other confounding variables, most people in the study were white, female, and of higher socioeconomic status. study would need to be repeated in a more diverse population to see whether the phenomenon holds for other demographics. Well, here's something you might not figure out. Maybe prayer, prayer to God helps you get ahead in life, makes your life better, so you're more productive. Maybe you start a business. Who knows? But... Uh, it's not a phenomenon. What do you mean? It's not a phenomenon. It's not confounding at all. It doesn't matter if you're white, feel of higher socioeconomic status. A higher status could be the result of prayer. They tracked them up until the 20s for about 14 Ooh. years. So, again, if you're a prayerful, meditative, thoughtful person, you might get ahead in life better than... Mean, grumpy idiots. Well, and also, like you say, the people that live in the ghetto, they don't they don't have any higher power aspirations or go to church, most of them, right? I mean, the youth. They're crack dealers. That's the job. Crack dealer. Why are you staring at me like that? No, I'm, I'm listening to you. Oh, that's what all they do. That's what all the... All the boys get into, they get into a very young age, too. They don't usually live past their 20s. It's a very violent business. In the meantime, the research definitely hints that we might want to take a little time to meditate or pray. Whatever that might look like for you, even if you're not religious in the classical sense. Just observing something bigger than you. Perhaps nature or the night sky might tap into the same mechanism. Like many other studies, the new one also suggests that some of the fundamental habits that humans have been doing for eons, praying, meditating, might actually have a lot more value than we tend to think. Usually things that pass the test of time are truth, because truth doesn't change. So there. Well, and a lot of things are going back to what it used to be because it's not working. Except with this new socialist crap. They're going to think it's going to work again. Well, I don't know. I hear millennials are very fiscally conservative, so I don't know how that works for them. I heard that today, too. Twice. But I'll take that with a grain of salt because I bet I haven't had the privilege of meeting millennials that were actually productive. Obviously, it's not the majority. I still think it's... But but if they're mostly fiscal conservatives, then how are you going to vote for a Democrat socialist? Why were they following Bernie? Millennials love Bernie. The little old commie. I can't believe the man was even, like, remotely considered in a presidential (laughs) run 
Everyone thinks if Trump. If it wasn't for the Democrats and their superdelegates, he would have been the nominee. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, really? Ocasio is the nominee. She's a, she's a socialist. He was he was voted in. And what is he from Vermont, right? Yeah. Voted in as a card carrying socialist. Uh, it keeps telling you he wants one payer health care, free health care for all, free education for all. All these things cost money. Nothing in life is free. It's like it's like mining bitcoins, and it's not free. You got to spend time, even if you're not spending money. You got to spend time. Nothing, nothing is free. If the government gives you everything, you'll have nothing. Study history; it tends to repeat itself. They're not studying history, Brian. I told, I told them to study, and that means on their own. I don't give a crap what the schools are teaching. You don't need to go to school to get an education. Greatest university in the world at your fingertips. The internet. You can learn more on the internet than you ever will going to college. Especially nowadays. Going to college is like, you're just going to an indoctrination center. You're not learning crap. Actually, you're learning to, like, opposite stuff. Uh... Honest to God, stick to if you can't stick to the internet and and uh, challenge the courses, take the test. Well, you don't have to go and spend all that money and all that time in the indoctrination centers. You can challenge the courses, take the test. You get the credit if you pass the test. They also have online colleges too, Brian. Yeah, they do, but I like that one better. Self study, self taught people have always been the most knowledgeable people I've met, and I have met that many of them. That's, but that's of course. Well, that's because most people aren't self-taught. I mean, it was my old buddy Loki. He was self-taught, brilliant. I'm self-taught. I I, I never get done learning. Actually, uh, I figure when I stop learning, I'll start dying. So that's not gonna happen. So what time is it? <laughs> You don't have time for anything. I don't anything. have time for anything. <laughs> no, right. you don't. You really don't. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to go to a break. No, now it's too early. Trust me on this, it's not. Okay. we got to go to a break. It's a cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Okay, we got a little humor for you here called You Might Be a Liberal Too by Popular Demand. If you think Rosie O'Donnell is intelligent, 
You might be a liberal. If you think Hillary Rotten Clinton is hot, you might be a liberal. If you hug trees more often than your spouse, you might be a liberal. If you think Al Gore knows anything about science, you might be a liberal. If you think the rich are not taxed enough, you might be a liberal. If you think Bill Clinton did not have sexual relations with that woman, you might be a liberal. If comedian Al Franken's voice turned you on, oh, you might be a liberal. If you think Michael Moore knows anything about being healthy, uh, you might be a liberal. If you like watching The View, you might be a liberal. If you have fainted at an Obama rally, you might be a liberal. If you get all your news from John Stewart, you might be a liberal. If you think the federal government is operating within its constitutional limits, you might be a liberal. If your favorite family movie is an inconvenient truth, you might be a liberal. If you think John McCain is a true conservative, you might be a liberal. And finally, if you think Maxine Waters, Democrat of California, is not a left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist bastard, uh, you might be a liberal. <laughs> I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. He's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. Do you still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about in Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. It, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. I never knew that 
Ed Cooperative Radio Show. Ah. Hour two. <laughs> All right. From RussianTimes.com. No, no. Yes, yes. I got to hit a button, and then you're going to say what we're doing. You haven't what? told anybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. Push the button. We have... Never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Tweety birds in her brain. Tampon lady. Look, on the in the file name, it says MSNBC, and that's just why I keep getting confused. MSLSD. I know. You have it as MSLSD. That's what I but call it, it. I know, but this says MSNBC. I don't care <laughs> what the file name is. It confuses me. Well, you're easily confused. Then. Anyway, uh, what's up with our schools? Oh. From RussianTimes.com. A retraction is needed, activists claim. After all, an investigation already is underway into the anti-feminism and transphobia of a university professor. All because he said there are biological differences between men and women. Well, there are. It's just a fact. RT.com reported Professor... Gormund Heslau of the Neurophysiology Department at Lund University in Sweden was accused by a student of making offensive statements in a lecture. So far, he's refused to back down. Port said it was during a course on heritage and environment at the school that he cited empirical research which supported the idea that there are differences between men and women which are biologically founded and therefore, genders cannot be regarded as social constructs alone. But that, the student complained, violates the Swedish value base, which emphasizes and affirms concepts such as egalitarianism, individual freedom. There's no individual freedom in Sweden. And equality of the sexes. In fact, schools there are required to follow those values. Heslau told RT he blames ideological reasons for the fact some students don't like to hear that men and women are not the same biologically. It was called, isn't that obvious just by looking at each other? I'm just saying. It was called to a meeting with Krister Larson of the Medical Education Department after a female student said his comments were anti-feminist. Okay, you're not going to get away with this. I don't know what that word means. I forget what the word is. You have to look it up. You're on the internet. Oh, well. Do it. Oh, I'm not going to go on your internet because I'm opening up all those things. Right. So then you should have looked it up before the show. The Swedish language academic rights watch said the school told Heslau to retract two comments, but he declined, saying he already had explained his choice of words. His statements included whether transsexuality is a sexual orientation is a matter of definition. He said his comments were not based on a political agenda, but scientific fact. He charged that students were some, uh, 
was someone, the student was someone who dislikes the lecture and is trying to find various pretexts for attacking it. Yes, the LGBTQ community, man, they're, they're on top of everything. They hammer everything. They can't let it, shit, they can't lose ground on this. They've worked too hard to be seen as normal. I hate to break it to them. Just because people don't tell you they don't think you're normal doesn't mean they don't think that you're not normal. It isn't normal for a guy to think he's a girl. It's not normal for a girl to think he's a guy. It's not normal for someone to think that their actual gender is fluid. This is not normal. This is this is crazy talk. There's no science involved in it. Homosexuality, no science involved in it. Or show me, show me the definitive study that removed homosexual from the treatment guide for psychiatrists. Get yeah, the DSM V whatever. Uh, different times. In the seventies, they took it out because they were attacked by lesbians. It was purely political and safety reasons. There were fear for their lives. So, I'm sorry. Until you show me the study that says this proves homosexuals are normal. It's just, it's a biological thing. Until you show me that, you got nothing. And you can't show me that. Transsexual can't show me that. It's all ridiculous. It's all, it's against nature. It's not even just against God. It's against nature itself. Oh, come on, why Brian. You, why you can't listen to science? Look, if you're an XX, you're a girl. If you're an XY, you're a boy. And that's it. You got it? Male, female, simple, chromosomes. That's it. You understand? And if you don't know there's differences between men and women, you haven't spent your time around them. Of course there's differences. And a lot of... And I'm not just talking Physically. It's a good thing there's differences. It's supposed to be differences. Again, going back to God, this is what he made females and males for. There's a specific reason. Because we're supposed to be interconnected. What a male can't do or doesn't have, a woman can do and has. Actually, it's for procreation purposes. Originally for keeping him company like a pet would, you know. No, but it's like also... Like my chickens all alone. I should get a chicken for it. It's also because women have the nurturing instincts. There's a lot of difference between men and women. I suggest you people read men are from Mars, <laughs> women are from Venus. See, that should be part of the curriculum if they're going to boo no, this crap. No, it's an ideological agenda. There is no science to back up anything these people say or claim. None. There's no science. I defy you to show me the science. I defy you. Oh, if you really want to contact me, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm not giving anything out over the air. It's already all over the internet. All right, from the Daily Caller. One of the most underreported stories today is an aggressive attack on private college education and efforts to limit education choice for students and their families. The Administration and Education Secretary Betsy DeVos are diligently working to reverse or end regulations that were specifically imposed to put many private colleges and universities out of business. Oh, didn't know about this. No, I had no idea whatsoever, Brian. I was shocked when I re- I just read the be- very beginning. I was extremely shocked because all the and- they've always hated the notion of private college. Well, but because it takes the kids out of their grasp, 
at, they can't get to them. They can't brainwash them. It drives them nuts. Well, the other thing about this, too, is even the conservative pundits, they've been talking for years about how these kids are in debt now. They don't talk about this at all. No one has brought this up. Okay. At all. Someone brought it up. The Daily Caller did. Well, they did now, but why just now? This has been a problem for eight years. Because the press is not the free press. They are ideologically linked to progressivism. Therefore, they hid all the horrible things Obamanus was doing while he was doing it. He did massive regulations through these agencies. And uh, Trump has been undoing them since he got in. That's how many there were. Yes, they don't want you out of the out of the indoctrination centers. All children must, if all children go through the indoctrination center, including college, they own them when they come out the other end. That's it. They've completely had control of their minds from the time they're in kindergarten to the time they graduate college. That's why Obama wanted even preschool to be in. in he had preschool. I'm sorry, I should have said that. Uh, yeah. So from a baby. Well. I consider kindergarten a baby. It's only one year before preschool. After preschool, I mean. Again, being controlled by the state. Yes, the idea is to brainwash all the children to make sure that they come out and vote socialism. They want so they, hey, These kids think they want socialism now. They're idiots. They don't understand that serfdom land. You're not gonna, this idea of a utopia doesn't exist. There's no collective utopia. Collectivism doesn't work. Never has, never will. It was tried by two colonies here at the founding of our nation, and both of them lost 50% of their population in the first winter and then went to, back to private property ownership. That's what fixed it, private oh, property ownership. I just read a headline, and then I went and saw a part of the article. These idiot scientists are now saying that Jamestown, why they died was from a strange virus. Nope. That's a lie. They've been telling these lies forever. You didn't know that the pilgrims landed there and their compact said they had to be collectivists. It was a socialist experiment. And Jamestown as well. And both of them had the same problem. No, it wasn't because they didn't know they could drink the water. The Indians didn't save them. None of that happened. In fact, they, they starved to death. 50% 50% of their population lost the first winter. How, how is that the Indians coming for a feast? Where was the feast for the people who are starving to death? Come on, you've been lied to your whole life. They have made up history. Pilgrims died because of collectivism. Jamestown people died because of collectivism. They both went back to private property ownership and prospered. End of conversation. That's real history. Not fake history like you've been taught. Real history. I know. I was taught fake history, too. Again, this is why I say self-educated people are better than people that go to school. I'm, I learn truth. I don't memorize nonsense. Anyway. Uh Blah, 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 blah. Secretary DeVos is dismantling many of these harmful rules with the goal of giving women, minorities, veterans, and non-traditional students an opportunity for a college education and a meaningful employment. Do remember, 
Not all children should go to college. If people are, if a person isn't academically inclined, then they should uh, just go to work or get a uh, apprenticeship or go to a technical school. There's a lot of things: auto mechanics, welding, electrician, plumbing. They make a fortune. They make more than a than a, a four year degree in chemistry. Come out as a chemist making about sixteen thousand dollars a year. Good luck with that. Regulations implemented under President Caesar Baracus Obamus and advocated by education elitists increased education costs and decreased options for career focused higher education. The gainful employment rule tops the list of bad regulations that should end. Gainful employment arbitrarily defines how much debt a student can incur based on a chosen degree. If a student graduates with a degree in culinary arts or cosmetology, fields that don't usually offer high starting salaries, the government can pursue legal action against the college after three years. Moreover, the graduate must earn what the government defines as a sufficient salary. Didn't know about that either, did you? The government could also force the school to eliminate that degree program. It's slightly impractical to allow government bureaucrats the authority to decide how much people in the private sector should earn. The myopic gainful employment rule fails to understand the varying costs of living expenses and average salaries in different regions of the county. And it's, that was supposed, that, of the country. It says county. It's supposed to say country. Uh, look. It's unconstitutional. The whole, all these regulations are unconstitutional. So they really don't exist legally. Uh, but as long as the government can enforce them, they exist. But this nonsense, first of all, I keep saying it's like minimum wage. Again, the, the national government has no power over wages. They have no power over business. None. It's not in the Constitution. It's a lie. They, actually, they need to get the hell out of the way. It's just sufficient salary. You know, how it costs a lot less to live in Montana than it does New York City, just to give you an example. Why should the people in Montana get the same minimum wage as people in New York City? See, it's a local issue. And, this, and it isn't even a local issue. There's nothing in any state constitution that gives them the power to tell somebody the minimum amount of money you're allowed to pay somebody. The minimum amount of money you need to pay somebody is what they're willing to take to work. That's the minimum amount. I'm going to hire you, but I'm only going to pay you $2 an hour because you don't know anything and I have to teach you. Oh, no, you have to pay $8 an hour. Okay, then I need to find somebody that knows what they're doing. Not hiring no idiot for eight dollars an hour, or now the new fifteen dollars an hour. Are you nuts? That's a lot of money for people on minimum wage, guaranteed to cause unemployment. Guaranteed. Every time they raise the minimum wage, the employment unemployment goes up. Every single time, all you got to do is look it up. The correlation is obvious. I'm tired of talking about it. I when I started talking about it after. They, when they wanted the minimum wage, they raised the minimum wage, and I said, uh, you know, I'm no economist, but it's, see, the way I understand the economy works is that they're not going to hire 
youths, for instance, because they have no experience. Uh, they're not going to hire elderly because, well, they're slower physically. And then, so who are they going to hire? And sure enough, right after they implemented, unemployment went up. Bingo! Just as I said it, it would probably do. I didn't say it was definitely. I said I didn't know back then for sure. But I I understood I just read enough about economics to understand that that's what's likely to happen. And sure enough, it did happen every time they raised the minimum wage. Now, because the economy's doing so well, Walmart's paying people fourteen dollars an hour to go to work for them. Oh, evil Walmart! Voluntarily paying fourteen dollars an hour. Evil Walmart. Now they didn't do that before. Why not? Because the economy sucked. They couldn't afford to do that. Obama's economy sucked. He wants to take credit for Trump's. That man wouldn't know economics if it crawled out his backside. From what I hear, a lot of things go in his backside. When I was a evening nursing supervisor with a bachelor's degree working for the state, I made $17.50 an hour. They want these low IQ, low wage entry levels to get 15 bucks. And, and they're also, you forget, they're, uh, what do you call it, a functional illiterates. Over 50% of those graduating from college with a bachelor's degree are functional illiterates. You're going to pay $15 an hour to some doofus that can't even read? Well, how do you get through school? Memorization. Well, not even that. They don't even have the tests. They even fudge the tests because it makes the stats look better, and then they get more money for the students. There's a lot of things that goes on, including... Giant, it's a giant money laundering operation for the government and most importantly for the Democrats. Notice they pay Hillary Clinton hundreds of thousands of dollars for a 30 minute speech. But did they have, would they pay Donald Trump that to come speak? And heck, he's the president. How no, come, how they come would you have... never see conservatives showing up paid all these money to have come and talk to the students? It's always Democrats. Why? Because they're in it together. It's a money laundering scheme. That's a way to give lots of money to a candidate and do an end run around the uh, the laws we put in place to stop big money contributions to an individual from an individual to a candidate. So instead of a contribution, they pay them ridiculous amounts of money that they would never pay if the government wasn't giving them tons of money. And in fact, most of these colleges would be out of business without the government. And that would be a good thing. Because the ones left behind would be the ones that are, that uh, can compete and not have government money paid. No. If you don't have the government paying, how are you going to afford the amount of money they're charging a year for, or a semester for school in college? How in God's name can you do this? You can't. Most people don't. It, well, that's why the kids are complaining they're so in debt. That's another benefit. They're now in debt to the government because Obama has took over completely all the student loans. Oh, yes, they're all government. Your money now. Now, they, these complaining millennials, they owe you money. 
Not the government. They think they're government money. They don't understand the government doesn't have any money. It's our money. So we paid for them to go to school. Do you think they understand that? No. I know that, look, I know there are good ones. There's always is in every group there are good ones. But it isn't the majority. The majority are just doofus. They're just doofus eye. That's all there's to it. Yeah, no one's going to do that. They are doing drivel, though. I don't care. Doofuses sound stupid. It Doofus does. Doofus eye sounds cool. <laughs> the other thing we I'm changing talk. the language for the better. Yeah, they are saying drivel. I'm just bringing back old words. Doofus I made up, but the rest of them, they're just old words. All right, so here, where are we now? Uh, the myopic gainful employment rule fails to consider the varying cost of living expenses and average salaries in different regions of the county. Ca- it says county. It's supposed to say country. A sous chef. Does anyone know what a sous chef is? Okay, this is what's confusing me and confused me about this. Well, I guess this confused you because I just asked what that meant. A sous chef is the guy that does all the prep for the regular No, chef. that's a prep cook. Oh. Sous chef is second in command. Does a lot of cooking. Sometimes they're in charge. They'll, they'll be in charge of sauces, uh, as they're learning alongside the chef. That the sous chef, I forget what sous means. It's French for some, but it works alongside the chef. The prep cook is the guy who cuts everything up. He's like, that's entry level. As you come in as a cook, that's entry level. You have to cut everything up, and the first thing they do is make you cut up a bunch of onions. Let's see if you can take it. I, I uh, the guy from uh, Talia Florence from Food Channel, he told he he said in one of his shows when he was doing it, he came downstairs with uh, a snorkel and a and an underwater mask to cut to cut the onions. <laughs> because what happens is the gases are releases sulfur, it mixes with the water in your eyes and turns it into sulfuric a weak sulfuric acid which burns like hell. Uh, that's how that works. If you didn't know, it's a defense mechanism by the plant. So people, so bug, so uh, animals don't eat it because they bite into it and then they get their eyes get all screwed up. And... Well, I am confused because when you talked about the cosmetology and now you're talking about a sous chef, these are vocational colleges, not regular colleges. They're only like two year schools, right? When you come out of culinary school. And every school has their own standards. Culinary school, uh, the CIA, Culinary School of America. Um, I think it's four years. But when you come out, it doesn't matter. When you come out of there, you're still going to start off as a prep cook. No, I understand that. But the the rule regular, how could they put regulations on stuff that isn't a four-year college if it's not? Because a cosmetology It doesn't matter if it's four, two, one, or ten days. But those are vocational The government has, as long as they take government money, they do what the government tells them. But, um, yeah, I don't know about uh, chefs not paying their way. I, I, I didn't study up on that. Nobody, no show ever talked about them using government anything to pay for their schooling, so I don't I, I don't know, you know, chef school is a completely different world uh, from anything else. You're talking about teaching people how to feed people that taste really good, but some culinary schools like the ones out here in the Midwest churn out what I just call horrible cooks. They're not chefs in any way. I they I have eaten in every restaurant around here, and it's 
flavorless. Flavorless. I mean, they could get chick chicken piccata right. It just tasted like they soaked it in butter. I had to ask for lemons, and then I took my white wine and I poured it in there, because that's supposed to be in there too, white wine, lemons. And, but, you know, it was just buttery. And so I had to redo the whole thing. And, and I didn't complain about it at all, but uh, the waitress went, told the manager that, you know, I asked for I asked for stuff to fix the food. So he came over and asked me about it. I don't really want to say it sucked, but it sucked. I just said, well, you know, I said it was fine after I fixed it. And he, he comped us the whole meal. But I, I said, once I fixed it, it was fine. I, I really wasn't looking for getting a free meal or anything. Uh, but every place I, I go, and they say they're graduates of chef school. I don't know what chef school. Not the CIA. Culinary Institute of America. Which is the the premier school in, for chefs? They don't know. How, they don't. There's no flavor. Look, if you don't know what something's supposed to taste like, you can't make it. And obviously, they weren't taught how things are supposed to taste. Because well, thankfully, I grew up in New York at a time where food was at its peak. I got I got to eat such fabulous food. By the time I left, I was going downhill, big time. Uh, and then when I crossed the country, the food was even worse than the food had gotten in New York well, before I left. I was like, I got, I, got, I can't do this. I, I can't even buy pizza. I'm making my own. So I started trying to cook. I, I originally just started out with getting pitas, pita bread, and making what I call bachelor pizza. You take a jar of sauce, you put the sauce on, you take the mozzarella, put it on top of that, you put it in a toaster oven, cook it up, and away you go. And it tasted better than all the pizza that they had in all the fast food pizza places. And uh, after a while, I just started, the Chinese food happened. And I said, okay, now i got to figure out how to do Chinese food. And I learned how to make Chinese food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now I can cook anything, and it tastes really good. Ask anybody who's ever eaten my food. Uh, people around here just go, oh, my God, that's good. It's because they have no taste buds. <laughs> they have no, no, they've never been taught flavor. They just, it's just not, you know, wasn't taught. And actually... And you have to be... In other words, someone has to give it to you and say, here, this is what it's supposed to taste like. And actually, you have evolved from using gourmet ingredients to anything you could find in the pantry. Oh, yeah, pantry chef. That's the hardest thing to be. We want to write a book. <laughs> the hardest thing to be, but it's it's the most practical. Whatever I, what, I just figure out what I got, and I put something together. Um, it's not, it's After a while, it's not really that hard. It's second nature. You know what it's supposed to taste like. You start putting ingredients, tasting. Oh, it needs more of that. It needs some of that. And you just get it to where you want it to taste. But you have to know where you're going to get there. And if you grew up in the Midwest, you, were, you grew up without flavor. There's just there's no flavor here. The regular places where regular cooks, no flavor. I mean, I get potato soup. And I'm like, there's nothing in it. No salt, no pepper, no flavor at all. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm taking salt, salt, and put a bunch of pepper in it. These packets, you know. Then my my friend's sitting there watching me, and and he goes, he picks up the pepper, puts what's the everything I was doing, he started doing to his soup. And then I'm like, excuse me, waitress, could, is it possible? Can I get some lemons? And she was like, oh sure. So she went and got his lemon, nice nice squeeze of lemon in there. Ah, oh, better. But we gotta go to a break. See you on Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause.
We'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. Ten an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol and bad influences with the fmla people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it call quit drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 that's 800-377-1456 If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-245-1375. 800-245-1375. 800-245-1375. Call right now. That number again is 800-245-1375. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. 
Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. show our half of one two 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 all right i'm really out of it sorry oh is it like one of those times i'm really glad it's only a two-hour show oh where was i oh oh yeah the sous chef stuff a sous chef working in new york city or los angeles can expect to make a more lucrative salary than a chef living in a rural area. And some, eh, the same would apply to a manicurist or nurse. Inflexible government regulations ignore the realities of living expenses and salaries for specific occupations in large cities versus small towns. Another troubling regulation concerns state authorization, which forces colleges offering online courses to obtain an operating license in every state where their students reside. Distance learning is an affordable, practical, and popular vehicle through which many many students and professionals obtain career-oriented undergraduate and graduate degrees. Businesses engaged in e-commerce nationwide are forced to comply with unrealistic licensing demands. Most states don't have the ability or resources to monitor such licensees. Clearly, this regulation was designed to attack a private college's ability to offer online courses with the goal of shutting them down. Of course it is. got to keep that money laundering scheme going. Active duty military members and veterans who rely on the flexibility of online courses And stay-at-home parents who want a career-focused degree are particularly impacted by this regulation. Online education accommodates people's work schedules or family needs and represents the future of higher education. There is no reason to force private colleges and universities to comply with such rules unless the goal is to force them out of business. This appears to be the intent of the education elites in the country. Of course it is. Everybody should know that. That's the old purpose to it. Why why would you do why would you make these stupid regulations like this about online colleges? Here's the idea. We're paying for it. We'll decide we will we will decide with our money. If we don't think we're getting a good enough education, we'll pull out of that online school and go to a different one. One that one that serves our needs, not a a homogenous education that the government wants you to get. Uh, we don't want the education the government wants us to get because it's not an education. You, you, I don't care. I talked to some somebody 
uh, six credits away from getting a master's and get this progressive history like there should be a course on this and if and you just know he's like we did such wonderful things you did your progressive movement didn't do squat oh well tommy the carby woodrow wilson was a progressive in fact he was the head of the progressive movement at the time in 1910 around 1910 13 like right there okay he he was the president of the united states and he what did he do he immediately, he resegregated the military, resegregated uh, government bathrooms and water fountains. He was a bold-faced racist, like all progressives are. They talk a lot of crap, but they're... Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you have black skin, get over it and realize that that's not what's keeping you down. It's these so-called people trying to help you out that are keeping you down. Stand on your own two feet and get with it. Put your nose to the grindstone. All right, so a popular vehicle through which many students and professionals take career routine, blah, blah, blah. There's... This appears to be the intent of the education elites. The trial lawyers are especially interested in another regulation called the Borrower Defense to Repayment Rule. This rule allows college students to demand a tuition refund or walk away from their student loans if they believe they have been misled or defrauded by their institution's advertising. The floodgates of potential lawsuits are were already beginning to open when the education department stalled the implementation of this rule. Trial lawyers were preparing to sue colleges on behalf of students who wanted to immediately absolve their school loan debt and hand the bill to taxpayers. All college-bound students have the right to choose a school that fits their needs and earn a degree that will lead to a good-paying job. In turn, employers are looking for specific skill sets to fit their hiring demands. Students should have the option to choose a college school they want to they want so they can Acquire the knowledge and skills needed for that rewarding career, be it a public, private, non-profit, or for-profit school. Our educational policies should be geared towards advocating for students' best interests by working to reform or negate many of these harmful regulations. Many? How about all of them? We should focus on opportunity, responsibility, free market competition, common sense, and an abundance of choice in our education system. Hey, here's here's something you can do. You can learn from history. Uh, The founding of our nation, everybody, everybody, even slaves, women, children, all educated, all could read and write and do arithmetic. More than you can say about college graduates now. What What is the difference? There was no government involvement in education. And they're still not allowed to be. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows the government to control education. The purpose of the national government is supposed to be almost purely foreign. Almost purely foreign. Then we're not... Nothing in the Constitution created that government that is governing us. They're not supposed to govern us either. The national government doesn't govern squat. It works for the states and we the people, respectively. 
to deal with foreign matters that we can't do on our own. We don't need their input in domestic matters. That's not what they're there for. That's what the local and state governments are for. I suggest you work on taking them back before it's too late. Sooner or later, if we don't if we don't turn this around, it will kick off to a bloody revolution, a civil war that you could not even imagine. I don't care how many movies you've seen. You cannot imagine the horrors of brother fighting brother, father fighting son, etc. And now, of course, women are involved. And I, yeah, that's, that's a whole new Balowick that wasn't really part of it. Uh, well, there were women that did it, but it was an exception. And it certainly wasn't, they weren't allowed to join the military. Uh, it was the exception to the rule. But they did. A lot of women, Susan does a show about it, have showed incredible valor. I, I especially like that one who, uh, when, the, when the sergeant was running the cannon, got killed. She took over loading the cannon. That was pretty impressive. But we were all impressive back then because we were self-made people. We stood on our own two feet. We accomplished everything without the government's involvement. And that's why, sooner or later, the colonies, colonists were going to revolt. Because the crown wasn't going to change its attitude. And uh, they weren't going to put up with the crown's attitude. So... The, Read the Declaration of Independence. It's, they, they make their own case, and you should read it. You should read that and study the Constitution. You cannot just read the Constitution. I've heard very learned people say that. It's a simple document. Just read it. It is not simple. You can't just read it. First of all, you wouldn't even understand. What is an embedded double negative? There's two spots in the Constitution that I know of, that I remember. They have embedded double negatives which confuses the hell out of everybody. It makes it sound like it says the opposite of what it means. But they had a different language back then. And that and the Constitution is written in legal ease, not common English. Ling, these They had a committee of style that were attorneys that made sure the wording was legal so that it could be enforced. Uh, now they've just twisted the meaning of everything after all it lives and breathes you know i've never seen a document live and breathe before i've never seen a gun shoot itself before either uh you want to tell them where they can find this patriots pub nowhere <laughs> if you want to listen to patriots pub you go to patriotspub.us or no you can't go there anymore right talk shoot bumped our sh- right. deleted our shows both our shows well, you can hear, you can listen to the Patriots Pub and the Women of the Revolution and this show all at uncooperativeradio.com. Uncooperativeradio.com, Women of the Revolution, the Patriots Pub, and the Uncooperative Radio Show, all one-stop shopping. Go, live, learn, have fun. And pass it on. I, I'm, I'm kind of... Oh, please t- listen from episode one if you're going to listen on to the Patriots, Patriots Pub. Pub. It has to be, or you'll miss everything. You'll miss the whole education. Because it's purpose. linear. No, it's because it puts things in context. It's not linear at all, but it puts history in context. So that's what you—that's how you should learn history. You learn putting things in context. Why did the Why did the colonists decide to revolt? What did it take for them to revolt? After they revolted, what happened? Were there people still that wanted to be loyal to the crown? Yes, there were. Uh, 
how many people, how, what percentage actually kicked off the revolution? I'll give you this trivia qu- answer for you. It's the 3%. Have you ever see someone with a hat that, or a patch that has 3%? It means they consider themselves part of the 3% ready to revolt against this unconstitutional government. That's what it means. You know, I'm torn between us, you know, people, the news talking about what the administration's people are doing or just letting them go and do what they're doing behind the scenes and we never know. Because I know this woman is doing way more than just this. I know she's going after, I, that was a couple months ago, they already reported, and then everything went silent, which means that her people aren't leaking. The people underneath her are not leaking. Because she was going to go after Common Core. Yeah. But see, so I'm torn about it being reported or they just go silently and get rid of everything. No, because, again, it's we the people that have to fix this. We need to be educated about everything. You need to know your founding documents. You need to understand that this is not a legal government. That's the first thing you must understand before you can move on to the next step no i want everybody to know what's going on and what the government's doing so that will educate them more uh into the fact that they might say you know i gotta look this up that's what this show's all about pen and paper i'm always giving you stuff to look up everything i i do here i expect you to look it up if you think my opinion's wrong look it up Listen to the Patriots Pub. Go through the Constitutional Convention debates day by day. Then you'll know the Constitution. You'll know exactly what the Constitution means because they tell you. And they also tell you this person thought that was better than this, and this person thought that. This person wanted that, and that person wanted this. It, you know, they fought tooth and nail for four months, for goodness sakes. And yet people like Alexander Cohen, oh, there's implied powers of the Constitution. Yeah, no, they fought over every scrap of power they gave that national government. They didn't want to give it more. They had to. The government under the Articles of Confederation, which, by the way, were already called the United States of America, failed. It failed miserably. We were a laughing stock because we couldn't even make a trade agreement. Because the national government had no power to make the agreement, the states had to unanimously approve of everything. And first of all, Rhode Island, which isn't even an island, it's a peninsula, uh, that little speck of dust voted no on everything just to do it. Little people, little states, what a pain (laughs) in the ass. Our, our, this is not the Republic, ladies and gentlemen. You not you cannot save the Republic. You must restore the Republic. And that takes we the people to be educated. Because if we restore the Republic, who is running the government, Susan? We are. We the people. How can we keep the government in check if we the people don't know what the check is? Think about it. What you've been taught, I don't care if you have your PhD in history, you know squat about U.S. history. Nada, nothing you think you do. You learned a lot of lies, propaganda, miseducation, 
They do not teach the truth. They teach what fits their socialist agenda. They can't take it anymore. They want to be socialists already, and they want it now. And that's why they're all going crazy. They're such idiots. They don't even know that that'll be the demise, not only of this country, of the entire world. So goeth America, so goeth the world. If we end up bowing down to the globalists, the whole world will tumble. We need to get back to being the shining hill on the city and get this damn rubble, government rubble off our backs. Donald Trump has done a lot to undo what Obamas did, but it was already it was already crap in the fifties. It was crap in the thirties. To go back to anything that was really good, you have to go back to Harding and Coolidge, the nineteen twenties. After they undid everything Tommy the Commie Woodrow Wilson did, the whole economy went crazy. That's why they called it the Roaring Twenties. And you know how they deal with that, with the brainwashed people in college? They say, what do you, what do you really understand about that, Roaring Twenties? Their policies is what caused the Great Depression. No, it wasn't. It was a progressive with a Republican after their name called Hoover. Hoover brought back regulations, brought back uh, trust busting, brought back regula- all this taxation regulation that they got rid of. And that's what caused the Great Depression. All you have to do is study history and stop listening to pointy-headed professors uh, that don't not only don't know history... They purposely twist history. You're not getting an education. You're getting a miseducation. The more you're in the... I, I was laughing at the guy with the ba- with master's degree in progressive history. He didn't even know Tommy the Kyrie Woodrow Wilson was a progressive. Yet alone the, the head of the progressive movement. He didn't know Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive. He's getting his master's degree in progressive history. We got women's rights. We got this. We All these things that were... No, they didn't. All those things they fought against, we fought for. Not how they teach history, is it? Internet. It's free. Use it. Okay, where were we here? Uh, educational policy should be geared towards advocating for students' best interests by working to reform or negate many of these harmful regulations. You think? We should focus on opportunity, responsibility, free market competition, common sense, there is no common sense, and an abundance of choice in our education system. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Abundance of choice should be in everything. Freedom of speech should be everywhere. Freedom to carry guns should be everywhere. Freedom to call to have unpopular things come out of my mouth should be allowed everywhere. Uh Preachers should be able to stand on a corner in a box and preach all they want. All these things. And there's no such thing as a hate crime. That has that has to be, well, that's another unconstitutional law that needs to go. No such thing. Crime's crime, and uh, if it's violent, it's awful hateful, no matter what race is involved. I mean, really, if I'm beating you with a stick, do I like you? Why should, uh, again, equal protection under the law, how come... White people get more time in jail for the same assault charge as black people do. 
Making it a hate crime is 10 years on your sentence. And they're reading your brain. They know you're hateful because he's black and you're white. So you must have done it because you hate black people. Nope. Maybe I did it because I just don't like him. Again, these things that they do in Europe are things we must avoid. Do you want to live over in Europe? Then go. Who's stopping you? If it's so much better over there, go, you dumbass. If you like Canada, go. It's only right there. In fact, in Montana, really, I could say it's right there. Oh, no. He's saying he could see Russia from his balcony. See? No, me. I'm, oh, I was oh, oh, oh. They, doing they were, the equivalent. They were talking about... Uh, Sarah Pill. Sa- no. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And she, yes, 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 could see (laughs) Russia from where that little town in the middle of nowhere isolated on the coast, on the coast of, I forget what the sea's called there. Bering Sea? Isn't that part of the Bering Sea? Bering Strait. Yeah. That's not the sea, though. Uh, It's part of the Pacific, but I don't know. That's where the land bridges was. Alaska's not that far from Russia. (laughs) You can see Russia. From parts of Alaska. Yes, you can. That's how stupid the media and, is. No, it's how stupid we are. They did it. We bought it. She's so stupid to say that. Dude, what the fuck? What an idiot. She can see Russia. You can see Russia on a clear day. You can. It's right there. Across the Bering Strait. Right there. All you had to do was look it up instead of believe the news pundits. Never listen to these idiots in the news. I mean, none of them. There's nobody worth listening to. Unless you've got to go on Fox and you know, watch Waters World or Hannity and, uh, you know, those conservative pundits that are actually giving you good information. Well, we like Not Gre- hiding information, not we, spinning information. We like giving it to Greg you. Gutfield, too. Gutfield's funny, but you can't really learn that much from him. <laughs> <laughs> Other than it had to be a little troll, you know. <laughs> He's actually a very smart man. Yes, he is. And he does, he actually understands more than he lets on. He, he, it, it's like his, it's a, it's like his stick. Uh, he likes to do all his comic relief, but he, he's serious. But I have to end the show. So this has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say good night, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.